The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So last week, Chadville, an Australian based tech firm made a pitch to a conference in Edmonton. Uh, this firm uses artificial intelligence to catch distracted drivers. The company is called uh, Census and it presented at the International Conference on Urban Traffic Safety on Friday. So the, the company ran a project, a pilot project, in Australia earlier this year. This is how it works. The camera system is mounted on the side or above the road like photo radar. But unlike photo radar, the system takes high-resolution pictures of every passing car. Then an AI machine searches through each picture for signs of a distracted driver. And it's very interesting. Looking at one of the pictures right now, it's almost like from the top down looking through the windshield. Um, and while they're saying it could save lives, there are some big privacy concerns as well. Tom Sides is a lawyer with Dentons, specializing in technology and privacy issues. Tom, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks very much, Jay Lynn. Now, uh, what were your initial thoughts on this? Well, my initial thoughts were it, uh, it seems a bit of a slippery slope, perhaps, mm-hmm. if you're on the privacy side of matters in terms of, uh, as you mentioned, photo radar and other means to obtain evidence to to prove, I guess, or to try to gain evidence to uh, accuse someone of committing a criminal offense. And, and this one's no different, as we know. And as you said, if you're using a cell phone in your vehicle, and there's other instances as well of distracted driving. That seems to be what this technology is uh, is trying to get, is uh, pictures of people using their cell phones. Yeah, that's what the real focus was, was the cell phone. Now, I suspect, now, and again, let's make this clear, I mean, this was just a pitch. They were saying, you know, here's the, the idea. Um, you know, they're trying to get uh, cities to team up with them, but there's nothing, no plans in place for Edmonton. But it was just an interesting talker point, but I'm guessing that Um, as soon, if something like this were to happen, no matter where it was, um, that it would be challenged pretty quickly. Well, I would think so. I'm rather happy that our legal system works that way, right? (laughs) That we have uh, legislation that's passed, or in this case, perhaps a new technology introduced, uh, maybe with no new legislation passed to say that this is within the state's legal rights to use this in the in the name of public safety to ensure that people are not insured, but to try to affect the number of people that are driving with phones because, uh, you know, there's proof, as you probably know, Jay Lynn, that uh, there are more accidents involved with people using mm-hmm. cell phones mm-hmm. when they drive. So the, the company, um, Tom, saying that it has built, quote, extensive privacy safeguards into the technology. <laughs> and I suspect that, uh, you know, any company is, is going to say that. Um, it, you know, how much of a matter of trust would this come down to? Well, I I think that's right. Um, I mean, part of what we're being told by this company, and and I don't want to derail their efforts, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure they've done a lot of work in Australia, and as you probably know and your listeners know, you you can't just assume that the laws of one country are exactly the same as another. And I'm not an expert on Australian law, but Mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm sure we're going to have it tested under our legislation as well to see whether or not people view it as uh, a violation of Section 8 of our Charter of Rights and freedoms, which uh, 
which basically guarantees people uh, with or protection against unreasonable search and seizure. In this case, it would be an unreasonable search. I mean, Tom, when you when you look at it right now, I pretty much just have given up. Well, I just kind of believe that we're under surveillance all the time. <laughs> it is is you know is 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 that um, pie in the sky or is that reality? Well, I, I guess it depends on your viewpoint, right, or, or how important these matters are to you. Uh, I mean, to use an analogy with the Internet, it's called a privacy paradox where people are very interested in using the Internet all the time, and everyone knows generally that there are terms and services associated with your use of the Internet and, and the website. Um, but a lot of people, I think, and, well, evidence shows that it's the case that most people do not read the terms of service, but they're yeah. quite prepared to uh, dive into the website and, and learn the, the content. And, and basically concede their personal information as, a, as the quid pro quo or the exchange for viewing the site. Yeah. So, I mean, you're right. And, and one could maybe un- analogize to this situation and say that people are using the highways. They're highly regulated. People regard public safety as important, and that, that is obviously important to society. But, you know, how, how intrusive are people prepared to allow this technology in this case to be? I mean, as I understand it, it it's very high resolution. So oh, yeah. And I think, Jaylen, the issue for a lot of people, okay, you caught me with my cell phone, okay, guilty, but what if it's taking pictures of certain other things that might be in that view mm. that might be a criminal offense? And maybe some of your viewers would say, well, that's good. You know, you, you, should, be, you should be charged with other offenses if that's what the camera's uh, capturing. But I, I think that goes beyond what is considered by this technology, and I think people have to be wary of that. I, again, I'm, I'm quite happy to have the battle versus private interests versus public interests. And I think one of the things, too, is that we're always we've been wondering for uh, ages now and certainly with your with your work, you would uh, be would pay close attention to it is is what happens with these photos? What happens with the information um, if there's nothing found? um, Where does it go? What happens to it? Well, I, I guess we're told, and, and I've I've reviewed some of these articles, as I'm sure you have, yep. Jaylen, too, in preparation, so that the company tells us, and I have no reason to doubt them, that they're basically expunged, that it's only in those cases where their high-resolution cameras detect a person with a cell phone, or again, uh, could go beyond that in terms of someone being distracted by putting on makeup or whatever the case might be, although that might be uh, uh, perhaps not what it's aimed at, mm. um, you know, such that, um, you know, again, there's, there's this concern that there's more surveillance going on than than is the case. So I, I think I think they're probably going to do a pretty good job, from what I understand about their releases, that they will essentially delete, expunge that information. So it's it's only those pieces of information that capture this distraction that are going to be sent to the public authorities. Yeah, but you know, I can guarantee, Tom, I just don't even have to look at my text line right now. There's people who just will not believe that whatsoever that that those photos would be used for something else, or they would go somewhere else and I don't know maybe that's uh, tinfoil hat wearing stuff I'm not sure or not but yeah. there's a number of people who who just you know who just don't believe it anymore that say uh, you know we've been burned too many times well I, I agree with that right I, again I, I don't want to repeat myself but I, I think it's important for people to be looking again the public interest again highway safety mm-hmm. road safety in cities is, is extremely important I think everyone would acknowledge that and I think people would know even if they haven't looked at the studies that there are instances or cases have Etc. that would tell you that people that are distracted are more likely yeah. to be in accidents that people are not. Yeah. So you can't just look at that and say, well, that's that's ridiculous. It's yeah. not ridiculous, but it, it's the balance, right? How far are you prepared to 
ago to have technology that's going to survey you to find out this information to report to the public authorities so that they can make these uh, assessments. Tom Sides joining us this afternoon. Tom, I really appreciate uh, you taking time out of your busy day to chat. Yeah, no, it's a very interesting topic. It sure uh, is. As you said, I'm, I'm sure your board is lit up, and, and that's a good thing, I think. <laughs> oh, conversation is always a good thing. Thank you for this, Tom. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no problem, too, Lynn. Take, Take care. care. Tom Sides from uh, Denton's. Uh, he's a lawyer specializing in technology and privacy. Okay, so again, let's just make it perfectly clear. So they just uh, they, they presented, there was this big um, traffic safety conference here on uh, last Friday, and they presented, um, you know, this, um, this work that they're doing. They had this company called uh, AccuCensus, and they had, uh, they're based out of Australia. They ran this pilot project in Australia earlier this year. And um, the report that I read, now just let me grab this again. The photos are actually quite uh, something else. I mean, they're very like over top, high resolution. Um, according to the report uh, that I was reading, um, it was done by uh, the CBC saying over 90 days, the system analyzed millions of photos, sent over 500,000 sightings of distress to driving for human review. So yeah, so those photos then go for human review. Of those cases, around 105,000 were confirmed cases of distracted driving. And uh, the, the, the fellow behind all of this, he says as the system reviews more and more photos, it gets better at identifying cases of uh, distract, distract, distracted driving. Now, right now, they're just saying that they're using it for... Uh, distracted driving that um, the company has begun preliminary conversations with stakeholders about bringing the technology to Canada. Um, again, nothing in place here at, uh, at all. So interesting. <laughs> um, and then there was this. Uh, Bill, hold the line here for a second. And then, and then there's this. So there, there's this one. And again, uh, when it comes to this, they're saying that uh, the onboard artificial intelligence, the AI, deletes about 95% of the photos on site before any human can see them. Uh, if the AI does not detect a distracted driver, the photos are deleted within seconds. Uh, if the AI concludes a driver is using the phone, it encrypts the photos and sends them to authorities for review. And again, so what they're looking for is distracted driving, specifically using cell phones. Then I'm reading this in England, Chedville. And tell me what you think about this. You can call me at 4960063. There's a group of safety experts in England who want to ban cell phone use while driving completely. Hands free? Bluetooth? Whatever. They're just saying, no, we don't want cell phones to be used in a vehicle. Um, this MP in the UK says there's a misleading impression that hands-free use is safe. The reality is that any use of a phone distracts from a driver's ability to pay full attention and that the government in the UK should consider extending the ban because handheld phoning, of course, uh, in the UK is illegal, to reflect this. Banning all cell phone use. What about banning the little movie screens you have back, the TV screens in the back that your kids are watching, or the things in the front of you? What about talking to somebody sitting beside you in the car? I mean, how far is too far when it comes to distracted driving? Said it before, and again, as my daddy would say, is this a case of 
scratching your butt or tearing a hunk out. Oh, a lot of text coming in. Using AI, high-resolution photos above, taking pictures into your car to see if you're on your cell phone. Could be a possibility. Um, and also talking about in uh, in the UK, where they are proposing, where there's some MPs there that are saying that cell phone use completely should be banned in a vehicle. Some of your texts uh, coming in this afternoon, bad drivers bad drivers, or just bad drivers, distracted or not. Someone says, how would they enforce an outright ban? Great question. And Sebastian, I like this. If they were truly interested in stopping distracted driving and not just grabbing cash, they would enforce cell phone technology in vehicles that would block signals when the vehicle is running. It's simple. Uh, Jill is giving us a call this afternoon. Hey, Jill. Hi, Jalen. How are you doing? Good. You like the idea? You like the idea of blocking all cell phone use in a vehicle? Oh, completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because even I usually travel solo just with my two dogs, and that's. You know, I don't even talk to them, and that's stressful enough. If I have somebody in my vehicle, even talking to them, that's a distraction. <laughs> Jill, question for you: With your dogs, do you have your dogs in a harness or in a in a yep. in a kennel? And a harness. Yeah, you do, eh? Yeah, you bet. They're not coming into that front seat. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because when I had, uh, you know, years back when I had, uh, you know, two of my dogs and one of them loved to sit in the front seat, the other one would come up uh, in between the middle. Mm-hmm. And I had harnesses. Sometimes I had them on them. Sometimes I didn't. And, you know, you talk about distracted driving. I mean, you look around and, you know, for me, having the, the, the dogs in the vehicle easily, easily could have been, um, you know, charged with distracted driving. Oh, for sure. And then the people putting on makeup up seriously while you're driving? I mean, that, that's got to be the focus is driving, not distracting yourself from the road. Holy. Well, and I, and I think too, you know, Jill, um, you, 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 if you have the Bluetooth technology, all that sort of stuff, and you can say, okay, call Jill, Siri, or whatever it is. But, you know, if I've got a touch tone, like a pad to dial it in, yeah, for those few moments that you're dialing it in, you are distracted, aren't you? It's, it's oh. so easy for it to happen. Well, I, you know what? I don't own a smartphone, and I've got a 2005 minivan that has <laughs> none of go. that fanciness. You know what? I, I need this vehicle to last me the rest of my life because I don't know what I would do if I had one of those backup cameras. It freaks me out every time I see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Jill? I think uh, uh, there are certain times I wish that I was living in the life that you were living. No, you know, an old an old phone that people can get a hold of me too much on and, and, uh, and, uh, and a vehicle that would just uh, not beep at me when I was doing something wrong. Well, All it needs to do is drive me from point A to point B. I don't need to see the details. There you go. But thanks so much. Thanks, Jill. This is a great topic. Okay, take care. Yeah, take care of yourself. Jill calling uh, out of Rocky Mountain House this afternoon. Always great to hear from out there. Um, Someone says, are we heading for isolation driver compartments? And as far as the IT, remember now we were talking about what the company here had said. The company has built extensive privacy safeguards into the technology that they take privacy seriously, very seriously. And the public uh, should have the confidence that the majority of the photos are not kept. Uh, the onboard artificial, a- so the artificial AI deletes around uh, 95% of the photos. Um, the photos that are spotted that um, someone may be distracted driving with a cell phone, encrypted. Uh, Only the authorities would hold the unique virtual key to unlock the photos and data. Interesting. Uh, So... I just, I, like I said to Tom, I said, I'm just not sure. You know, you say that the, that the photos are all going to be deleted. I just, I, I think 
we've all been kind of burned in the past, haven't we been a little bit? Um, this one, as a 20-year-plus IT professional, I wouldn't for a second believe the tech should be trusted. Robert says, Jay, give him an inch and they'll take a mile. And then Gamer Brian straight out this afternoon saying, hey, you know what, Nye? If you break the law and get caught, I don't care how you got caught. Lawbreakers should not complain. And safety, um, and safety, um, you know, is the most important thing of all. Gamer Brian this afternoon weighing in. You can continue to weigh in at 630-630. You can always get a hold of me at 496-0063. Uh, Daryl says, yeah, Boeing had some safety in place. Those planes still aren't flying. Mark says, just think of all the people that did the uh, Ancestry DNA. Yeah, that was one of the things I'm fascinated by, that Ancestry DNA. I would love to do it, but I'm like, where's that information end up? Have any of you done the Ancestry DNA? What did you find out? We're not 100% sure where the Nyes originated in, like most of my family's in, in England, but there's some belief that it could be like Spain, Portugal, something like that. Don't know. Would love to know that. But I'm a little nervous um, about, you know, that information being used elsewhere. But having said that, I mean, haven't we kind of turned over everything with signing off on, you know, the Facebook thing, the, the Instagram thing, the Snapchat thing? <laughs> Gary Love Share says everyone will be wearing Halloween masks. Can't prove who was driving. No, but then the cops can see you and say you were distracted because you had a mask on. There's distracted driving. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.